What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. I reckon I'll take a big one. Mm-hmm. All right, episode 57. Uh, we got Justin back in the studio with us to make some picks. Uh, how'd your last week go for you, Justin? It went pretty good, actually. Pretty good? Yep. Made some money? Made some money. All right, episode 57 brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network, and again, brought to you by Vigit, the uh, sports better social network. Um, like I said, we've been on uh, Vigit handing out our picks. Um, you can win real prizes without risking any money. So go down, download the app, use the promo code BigEasyBets, and uh, you'll get a free thousand coins right off the bat. So, all right, NFL Week 5, College Football Week 6. We are entering make-or-break-it mode um, for college footballs. Would you agree with that, Nick? Yeah. Uh, me, me especially. I had an absolutely – Terrible week. Terrible week. Couldn't, I mean, it might, honestly, it might be the worst week that I've had on the podcast since we started doing this uh, over a year ago. Um, I added two picks on Twitter that I said I was adding to my card. Um, so overall, I went one and six, but really on the picks I gave out, I went 0 oh and five. And you got to pretty much try to do that bad. So, um, like, it's hard to do that. You, I feel like you have to attempt to do that. So um, I'm going to make a vow that. I'm going to do better this week. I have to do better this week, or it's st- it's time to start looking in the mirror and questioning what we're doing. Um, Nick, you went three and two. How are you, how are you feeling? Profitable week? Yeah, uh, but I bet the Campbell Camels. That didn't go any well. Uh, that didn't go good. And then I bet. So on Saturday I did good, but, um, you know, greed always gets the best of me. <laughs> And Sunday was my downfall, and Monday cont- I continued to fall. Yeah, so we uh, the the morale is low in the st- in the studio. Let me tell everybody something: don't ever bet on the Falcons ever again. I don't <laughs> care if they're nine hundred point underdogs. <laughs> don't bet on them. Oh yeah, I actually just put an article out about a half hour ago on why Matt Ryan is the worst MVP of all time. Um, so you can go check that out on the website. But, all right, let's recap real quick. Um, first game of the day, I had Texas minus 13. This was a stupid pick. I, I knew it going into Saturday. I was like, I was asking myself, why the fuck did I make that pick? Why did I do that? I get roped into betting on Sam Ellinger every year, and every year he lets me down. So uh, TCU covered. I should have went with Gary Patterson after he gifted me a win the week before by deciding to wave off the extra point. But, no, I decided to roll the dice with the Longhorns. Uh, so they lost. Or they yeah, they lost outright, right? I, I block any yeah. bad game. I, I block it out of my mind. Yeah, so they they had a chance to uh, win the game at the end, and uh, they're running back at like tackled at the five yard line. And well, anyway, it was like first oh, and fumbled, goal. He fumbled it, stretching it. Yeah, over. trying yeah. to stretch it yeah. out, and they that's how they lost. Yeah, I knew there was no choice, no chance for a cover, so I basically stopped paying attention. Um, I had Florida minus 17. I mean, this was a good pick. If it wasn't for the turnovers, they would have covered the spread. In my opinion, it was a good pick. Uh, They won by 14, I believe. South Carolina's defense did play well uh, in the second half. They played better, at least. Florida's defense actually played pretty solid, but they gave up like 
five out of six fourth down conversions. So that that's a problem. Um, my big easy bet of the week, Oklahoma minus six and a half. If, if Oklahoma's receivers could catch, they would have been up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Spencer Rattler made some pretty good Joe Burrow-esque plays, rolling out of the pocket, throwing it deep, right through his receivers' hands. Uh, they end up losing outright, second straight loss, uh, and I think they might even be unranked now. So uh, Yeah, they are. So that I one, was on that one as well. Yeah, that, yeah, I was going to get to yours. So that, that one hurt. Um, I had UCF minus 21 and a half. Looked like they were going to blow him out of the fucking water in the first quarter, and then I don't know what happened. Dylan Gabriel forgot how to play football, and then it was all downhill from there. Um, the two picks that I added were LSU minus 21 and Navy minus 7. Um, I don't know really why I added Navy. Nick made a comment about the Navy game, and I misinterpreted what he was saying. Uh, Air Force had a lot of players out, and then Nick said that he was looking at the Navy game, but apparently you meant on the Air Force side. <laughs> I was um, thinking about betting odd way, on Air Force. Odd way of saying that you're looking at that game. One, they hadn't played yet. One would lead, yeah, well, I mean, when Navy hadn't played, turned out they weren't hitting in practice, and then they got blown out the water. Well, apparently they weren't hitting in practice again because they got fucking wrecked. Uh, I did have LSU minus 21, easy cover over Vanderbilt. Miles Brennan, uh, we can we can uh, stop sounding the alarm. Miles Brennan looked really good. John Emery looked very good. Um, Terrace Marshall Jr. is a stud. Uh, the defense looked great. Derek Stingley Jr.'s best cornerback in the nation. So Yeah, um, Miles Brennan's the first player in LSU history to throw for 300 yards in his first two starts. Yep, very good. Um, so thank God I decided to add that one. Uh, I went 1-6, so that fucking sucked. But you had Coastal Carolina to start. How would you feel with that? So they got off to a little bit of a slow start. Um Arkansas State kind of had an answer for their offense, and then Arkansas State's offense was rolling. But the uh, tide turned in the second quarter, and Grayson McCall got got going, uh, completing a lot of third-down passes, completing long plays as well. Uh, they ended up winning 52-23. to 23. Okay. You also had SMU minus three, which um, at the time that we gave the pick out, it really wasn't that popular of a pick. But as the week went on, a lot of people started hopping on the Mustang bandwagon. So, and that's a, that's another thing that makes it a little difficult. We give these picks out on Tuesday. We're making these picks on Tuesday, really before the lines are moving, seeing what's happening. A lot of information comes out later on during the week. So it definitely adds to it a little bit, but I mean, it could go in our favor in some cases, but so yeah, you had the Mustangs plus three. It was a pretty popular pick and they won outright, but it came down to the wire, right? Yeah. So this game, when I did it on a podcast, I had SMU plus three. When the game started, I think SMU was one and a half point favorites. So that's how much the line changed. Um, So if you were listening to the podcast and got it at plus three, uh, you were I mean, you got in pretty early, and it was definitely in your favor. Yeah, they got out to a big lead early. And then, of course, Memphis has a good offense, and they were able to come back. And then it kind of turned into a defensive struggle there in the second half. And one of SMU's best wide receivers caught the ball and made a move, and he was going to be in open field. He's one of the fastest players in college football. He's probably going to score a touchdown, but he blew out his knee. Oh, shit. <laughs> Never so it wasn't looking good for SMU de- there down the stretch because they weren't able to put together much offense for a while uh, early in the fourth quarter, but late in the fourth quarter they were able to put a drive together. And uh, actually Memphis fumbled the ball when they were driving down the field to p- possibly take the lead. Mm-hmm. 
SMU recovered it. SMU got in a field goal range, and their kicker hit the game-winning field goal. All right, and then you were on Oklahoma with me, minus 6.5, obviously didn't go our way. Uh, Arkansas, plus 18. Shout out Josh. Josh Shout out Josh. He was at my house that night. Going nuts? You wouldn't think a person could be that happy. (laughs) He was watching the live video of Raheem uh, Raheem Boyd. Boyd. Yeah, Yeah, he said man, I feel like I'm on this team right now. <laughs> and it was, oh, it was man. the best night ever for him. Hey, that, good for you, Josh. What was yeah. it, 13 straight losses in the SEC? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, So they get a, get a win against an overrated Mississippi State team. Everybody, a lot of people bought into that hype. I knew LSU. they were going to come out flat. Yeah, Costello did not look like the Heisman hopeful that he turned into after week one. Well, their, their defense. How did Felipe play? That's what I want to know. He did good enough to uh, to win, obviously. Keep it close, you know. Actually, our uh, Mississippi State outgained Arkansas in terms of yards, but it was turnovers. KJ Costello threw three interceptions in this one. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't watch this one. I'm not going to lie, but I definitely saw uh, Twitter going crazy. By Twitter, I mean Josh on Twitter tweeting <laughs> at uh, <laughs> tweeting at what's his name, uh, yeah. Barstool, Brandon yeah. Walker. So, uh, yeah, let's see. I'm gonna pull it up. I want to see how Felipe did. Ever since Felipe got that foot put back on right. Uh twenty of twenty eight, two twelve, and two touchdowns. That's pretty solid. No picks. The three yeah. three picks out of Costello who threw the ball fucking almost sixty I times. I mean Felipe Franks is not a guy that's really gonna light it up, in my opinion. But Yeah, game manager. Uh yeah, he does good when he needs to and not going against a defense as strong as Georgia. Mm-hmm. He got it to open it up a little bit and Yep. All right. So the last pick that we both had, it was your big easy bet of the week. Auburn plus seven versus Georgia. Bo Nix special. Um, all right. Are we ready to are we ready to swear off Bo Nix? Justin loves him. Um, I mean, what happened? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I well, told I'll, I'll myself tell you, going into this happened. season that Harbin wasn't going to be as good. Without those defensive linemen up you, front, you also said Georgia wasn't going to be good. Yeah, and they're but they found their quarter. They found a quarterback, I think. So yes, I agree. Um, um, I don't t- know. We'll see what happens. I'll tell you exactly once their schedule strengthens up. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Uh, Georgia is better than Auburn at running the ball, stopping the run, throwing the ball, stopping the pass, blocking, uh, kicking, uh, coaching. Any way you want to put it, they're better than Auburn. Auburn looked like fucking shit. They just ran it right up the middle, six yards every time. Yeah, I thought Auburn, yeah, the defensively Auburn struggled, but offensively I thought they were way too conservative for, for how their defense yeah, was playing. Because they're scared of Bo Nix throwing the ball. Yeah, well, if, are you scared to lose or, or what? Like, you know, there there comes a point in the game Gus where Gus Malzahn's supposed to be this this aficionado. They finally offense. got the ball inside the five yard line. They decided to kick a field goal down by like <laughs> yeah, twenty points. Yeah, I know. So to I me, know. that was kind of stupid. Uh, there was a lot of conservative play calling in this game. I understand you don't want to beat yourselves, but when you're playing a team too. like Georgia and what and their offense is better than it was last year, I think. Um, I don't know. I just think that. They should have took a little bit more risk. But yeah, Bo Nix was not happy about settling for that field goal inside the five. No, and I mean, but on the other hand, you know, Auburn's offense wasn't really looking good. Nothing they did was working, but 
I don't know. I just thought it was a little bit conservative play calling. Uh, Bo Nix held, holds on to the ball too long in a lot of situations. I don't know if they're just not players open or if he just doesn't see them. He's just not good. I'm tired of Bo Nix. Bo Nix will never be shit. So uh, that that experiment's over too. So I'm fucking – I wanted to take Georgia. I really did. And then I didn't have the balls to do it. So I, I, I catfished on it and decided to hop on Auburn. Big mistake. Um, Justin, do you have any of these games? I had, yeah, I had Auburn. I was on the Auburn train. Yeah, you're a big Bo Nix guy. I don't love him anymore. No? Do no. you even like him? Not, no. Not All right. the slightest. All right, good. At least not we, in the slightest. At least we established that. Um, All right. We'll just recap NFL real quick, get it out of the way. We both had Jets on Monday, on uh, Thursday night. Should have been a win. Quinn and Williams gets a sack that would have sealed the game, but they call a face mask penalty, wind up letting the Broncos go down and uh, end up winning the game. So, uh, sucks, but it is what it is. I had Ravens minus 13. I ended up actually betting this game pretty much every way possible, and they covered every single one of them. So it kind of brought me back from the dead. Uh, Rams minus 12. Don't know what happened there, to be honest. Giants suck, but somehow the Rams couldn't really move the ball on them. Jared Goff looked like like he fucking didn't know what he was doing. Uh, you had the Bears plus 2.5. What happened there? Nick Foles back, back under the helm. The Bears couldn't run the ball. No. So uh, – there wasn't a ton of points scored. There was very little points scored by either team in this game. But yeah, yeah, I think it was like nineteen to eleven was the final. So I score. thought, like, to me, me thinking about it, I thought that the Bears' defense will be able to hold Philip Rivers, and and I think they did. But it was it was the Bears' offense that couldn't get it going. They couldn't run the ball. And that well, they only, the Colts they have only a good run six, defense. They only ran it sixteen times. Yeah, they didn't get many yards. Twenty eight. Yeah. So. David, that David put a lot of pressure on Foles, and Foles did miss some throws. But I mean, when you don't have a running game behind yeah. Foles, I mean, he's not a superstar. No, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, David Montgomery was only averaging uh, two point seven yards a carry, twenty seven yards on ten attempts. So not good. But all right, so that one was a loser for you there, obviously. And then we were both on Saints minus four, big easy bet, easy pick, uh, even with the injuries. Uh, Saints go down fourteen nothing. I slammed my hat into the wall. I was fucking furious. Um, and then got it clicking. I think it was five straight uh, scoring drives. Uh, secondary played very well. P. Rob stepped up big, got a good interception uh, at a very opportune time when we needed it. Uh, P.J. Williams didn't make any glaring mistakes. Marcus Williams uh, does what he always does, gets pass interference calls. But outside of that, I mean, really it was a pretty good game. Uh, Alvin Kamara is the best running back in the league. Latavius Murray looked like the best backup running back in the league. So uh, I'm very pleased. Drew Brees looked sharp. I, I don't really have – too much to go into on this one. I felt like we looked really good. It looked like we're about to start clicking on all cylinders and we're about to get a lot healthier uh, before we play the Chargers. Yeah. Now, Drew looked really good. Yeah. He looked like – He was throwing – he was airing it out. He looked like Drew Brees. He looked like the usual player of the month last year in December, Drew Brees, that everybody just forgot existed. Um, but, yeah, so both of our big easy bets. So, overall for college, uh, I went 1-6. and six. It brings me to 7-16 and 16 overall. Fucking atrocious. 1-4 uh, big easy bets, just as atrocious. Uh, Nick is at 7-8-1. He is also 1-4 in big easy bets. So, we can't win the most important one, apparently. 10-17-1 um, overall combined record and 2-7 and seven overall combined for our big easy bets. NFL, I'm sitting at 10-8. and eight. Nick sitting at ten and five, um, so even with after going two and one, still a very good record overall combined. We're eleven and nine, and then for our big easy bets, I'm two and two. Nick's three and one combined. We're four and three. 
So doing much better in the NFL than we are in college, but I'm turning that around today. Uh, I said that last week, and I didn't. I got worse. So can't get any worse than what it did last week. So we can only go up. So, all right. How many total picks do you have? I have five. You have five. How many do you have, Justin? I have five for college. Five. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're on this pick, and uh, so I'll start it off. Friday night, we got Louisville at Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech's four and a half point underdogs. So both teams are one and two. Uh, Georgia Tech beat a Florida State team that was clearly overhyped. Um, they suck. They're fucking terrible. Florida State was down 21 to seven to Jacksonville State uh, last week, and then I think they made a quarterback change. They're god awful. Um, Georgia Tech's coming off a 37 and 20 loss to Syracuse. And this is not college basketball. So if you're losing to Syracuse, you are not good. Uh, Louisville lost to a very good Miami team and then played number 21 Pitt to pretty much gave them all they could handle in a 23-20 loss. Uh, Georgia Tech's defense is not good at all. They give up a lot of points, uh, but their offense is worse, only scoring 19 points a game. Their quarterback is uh, their leading rusher, which I don't ever really enjoy. I don't like that unless it's like Lamar Jackson um, when he was with Louisville. So uh, Jeff Sims. Dude loves to throw it to the other team. Um, really, what I want to see in this game is I want to see Javion Hawkins get it going on the ground for Louisville through three games. He has 313 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging over five yards a carry. Uh, Cunningham just needs to really take care of the ball. Don't turn it over. Let Jeff Sims turn it over. Let Hawkins get the run game going. Uh, win the turnover battle, and they're going to win by, uh, I would say, 10 points at least easily. So um, last six games, Louisville's 5-1 and one against the spread as a favorite. And in their last 16 home games, Georgia Tech is 3-13 and 13 against the spread, taking Louisville minus 4.5. Yeah, this game's going to be a total shit show. You think? I do. What? I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers in this game. But um, I don't know. Look, in Louisville last game against Pitt, Malik Cunningham threw three interceptions. Yep. In Georgia Tech's last game, Jeff Sims threw four interceptions. Yep. Georgia Tech has a real big problem turning the ball over, 12 turnovers through three games. Louisville has had their fair share of turnovers as well, eight through three games. And their third down offense has struggled, only converting 30 34% on third down. But you got to go with the experience here. Malik Cunningham, more experienced than Jeff Sims. Uh, the Louisville team as a, as a whole, I think, is more experienced than Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's a, a really young team that could be good in uh, one or two more years. But... I just think you got to go with the experience. Plus, uh, Georgia Tech's field goal kicker gets it blocked all the freaking time. Uh, <laughs> he he's does. one for five this year. I think four. I think three of them, at least three of them, got blocked. Yeah. Um. No, hundred percent. Um. And Louisville put up some points on Miami when they played. And Miami's yeah, got a they good did. defense. They were able to put some put up some points on them. Georgia Tech does not have a defense like Miami. Yeah, bad field goal kicking is why Georgia Tech only scores on fifty three percent of their red zone trips that and interceptions since yeah. always seems to throw a pick in the red zone so i'm going with louisville's kicker here i think that that could settle this spread he's four for four this year let's make it set uh seven for seven after thursday uh, friday night three. louisville minus four and a half yeah let's make it one for one and we get two touchdowns out of that instead of the two extra field goals but justin are you on this game i am not no nope. all right give me a pick what's your first one um Coastal Carolina and uh -oh. UL. Uh-oh. I'm taking the over. The over? At 50 and a half. Nick loves Coastal Carolina, and he hates UL. But I feel like he secretly really wants to love UL at the same time. I want time. him to win best for me. 
<laughs> they just burned me way too many times. So the over's 50 and a half, you said? Yeah. All right, Nick, are you on this game in any way? Yeah, I, I think, look, I think that over bet could be good, but, look, it could be trouble, too. Because let's say that, you you know, UL's offense hasn't been very productive this year. You know, look at all of their games. They scored 31 points in their first game against Iowa State, but two of their touchdowns came from special teams. Yep. And there are other games they haven't scored many points. So, um, Coastal Carolina has converted on almost 60% of their third downs this year. UL is only converting on 36% of theirs. <laughs> field goal kicking and red zone efficiency will play a big part in this game. That's what I'm about this year is field goal kicking and, and red zone efficiency. From here on out, that's why I'm, I'm going to turn his bus around. <laughs> <laughs> UL's field goal kicker is three he for sucks. seven. Despite sucks. hitting the game winner in their last game against Georgia Southern. Yeah, good for him. He sucks. Their red zone efficiency is only 67%. That's not very good. Coastal Carolina, on the other hand, 100%, they're going to score in the red zone. They've done it this year 14 times. They've been to the red zone. They've scored all 14 times, that's, and they've scored 13 over. touchdowns. That, that's good for the over. I'm going with Coastal Carolina, plus seven. Look, UL, you're on upset alert, buddy. Say <laughs> goodbye to that ranking after this week. <laughs> all right. Um, next one I got. Tennessee at Georgia, SEC matchup. Georgia's 12-point favorites. Tennessee is a popular pick, number 14 in the nation, off to a 2-0 start, and people are definitely beginning to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, they beat a South Carolina team by four points, 31-27, and Mizzou 35-12. Neither team, neither of those teams have a defense like Georgia. Uh, Jarrett Gorantano, I remember him last year. He was getting benched uh, periodically throughout the year. He's a senior this year for the Volunteers. Last year he threw for 2,158 yards, 16 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Uh, I mean, he's not a stud by any means. He's really not. So uh, for Tennessee to have a chance in this game, they will need to establish the run, which I don't think that they're going to do against Georgia, who's only given up 58 rushing yards per game. Uh, if Georgia is able to stop the run, Tennessee is 28% on third-down conversions. So that screams bad. That's a problem for me. Um Stetson Bennett is a guy who's been stepping in for Georgia after uh, whoever got benched against Arkansas. I don't remember his name, the starter. Uh, so Bennett stepped in, and he's been playing pretty well, completing 65% of his passes. He's taking care of the ball. And really, I mean, he's allowing uh, Zamir White to go to work on the ground. So uh, I, I like him as a running back for Georgia. I think Stetson Bennett just has to take care of the ball, keep completing a high percentage of passes. Um Tennessee might have a slight advantage at quarterback, but it's not enough that outweighs the advantage that Georgia has on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm going to go Georgia minus 12. I don't think that they're as legit as everybody wants to say that they are. Uh, and I definitely I've, – I've watched Guarantano for at least the last two seasons. So he's not anything to write home about. He's not going to be able to beat this defense, in my opinion. It's all going to come down to can Georgia contain the run game. So are either of y'all on this? I'm not. Um, I like that pick a lot, and yeah. I probably will add it because I'm not on the Tennessee yeah. hype train at all. Yeah, no, I mean, we, and I think Georgia's really gonna that, expose everybody. And that defense is just good. Yeah, the defense is really good. We saw firsthand. Like I think Auburn's better than Tennessee. Yeah, I'm not sure sure about that. Well, you loved Auburn last week. Yeah, well, they showed <laughs> that they weren't as good as I thought they were. Yeah, no, I I really I don't think. I mean, and look, they, Auburn had a lot of problems in their secondary, and still Georgia only put up 27. I mean, you just – so 
Tennessee beat South Carolina by four points, and we just watched Florida beat them by 14, and if they don't turn the ball over twice, it could potentially be 21. Like, Yeah. So I think Florida's a – could be better than Georgia. You think? No, yeah, I think Florida's very good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying good. I don't think that Tennessee's that good. I don't think Guarantano's that good. I don't. Yeah, I think that I haven't seen him play this year. So. Like I don't think that he's head and shoulders better than Felipe Franks. No, I don't think so. But I haven't seen him do play shit. yet. So. Felipe couldn't do shit with that Georgia defense on the at, at home. So, yeah. So Tennessee's going to Georgia. Georgia's going to have fans, and actually they're going to have a fuck ton of fans. If you watch the game, they had a shitload of fans. No social distancing whatsoever. So Yeah, this might that might be a good pick. But, look, I was looking at this game, and I was definitely leaning towards Georgia. Not thinking about taking Tennessee at all, but uh, I am staying away from it. Okay. Give me another one then. I'm going to the uh, Red River rivalry here. Uh-oh. Texas defense gave up <laughs> I think 458 yards to TCU last week. 227 of them came on the ground. They allowed TCU to run it 51 times. Lincoln Riley's going to do a better job mixing in the run this week and uh, taking a little bit of pressure off of Rattler. Rattler's going to make some big plays with his legs. I don't see Oklahoma dropping three in a row. So no, you, no way. Oklahoma t- minus two. Yeah, I was definitely considering that one. Um, what are you thinking about uh, the over under? It's a lot of points. How many? It's currently, it's at seventy two. Yeah, and I mean that's expected, but both, um, both defenses suck dick. Yeah, kind of. It's like Oklahoma has really hurt themselves turning the ball over. You know, their offense is. Put up a lot of yards. Yeah. I but like, somehow they, they got a good running back. I like the running back. Yeah, they got to lean on the run. You know, it's something that they've done in the past, but they ha- they haven't done it enough this this. I mean, if their receivers can catch, if they have C.D. Lamb, then they're, they're up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Because Rattler put the ball on the money on multiple occasions. That would have got him inside the five-yard line, if not a touchdown. Yeah, the big thing that worries me here is, like, Texas's defense has gotten gashed, but so has Oklahoma at times, letting up a lot of big plays. But yeah. to me, you got to go with Oklahoma. I just don't – look, they've lost two in a row. Texas really should have lost two in a row, but they made a miraculous comeback somehow, uh, recovering an onside kick to yeah, do it. Yeah, Texas Tech. But, um, yeah, to me, it's like who are you be- going to bet on, Tom Herman and Ellinger or Lincoln Riley and, and – and, Rattler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Justin, are you on this game? Yeah, I'm uh, Oklahoma minus two. I agree. I don't see Oklahoma dropping three in a row, and I definitely wouldn't have expected Oklahoma to be unranked at this point in the year, but I think they're going to bounce back. And All right, if y'all are both on it, then I'll take it too. I was considering it, but, I mean, I was really – I told myself after Oklahoma fucking blew it, and I was on Texas too, so – I said, these defenses fucking suck. I said, I'm taking the over no matter what. I told myself that last week. I said, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's 90. I'm taking the over. <laughs> so now I'm second-guessing it. So, But, oh, man, I hate betting over-unders. I hate it. Yeah, it's a tricky one because there's probably going to be a lot of points scored. There's no way around it, but, I mean, you never know what could happen. I mean, can we get like but a... that's fo- for any bet. Can we get like a 42, 45 to 30 Oklahoma victory? 
you think? Yeah, 72 just a lot, a lot of points. Yeah, like for, for reference, um, Tennessee and Georgia, the over-under is 42. Yeah, that's really But their low. defense fucking sucks, dude. There was almost 90 points scored in the uh, in the Texas Tech Texas game. Actually, no, I think it was like 100 points. It was almost 100 points. Texas, um, Texas Tech? Yeah. Yeah, it was like 106. It did go to overtime, but, I mean, still. Um. So, yeah, fuck it. I'm taking the over. We're getting out of the hole this week. I wonder what it was last year. I remember I bet it last year. I can't remember if I was on the the good end of that, but I definitely remember taking it last year. I remember they do. It's like every other year they score <laughs> a lot of points, and then some years it's more of a traditional score of football. Yeah, don't care what it is. I'm taking the over, 72. Um, all right, let's see. Next one I have going back again for what is might be the third week in a row, fourth week in a row, uh, Florida at Texas A&M. So – A&M is six-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Um, Florida's defense is not good, but they did play a little bit better last week, uh, holding Carolina to six to 17 on third down, but five of six on fourth down is what they gave up. So that is not good. My gut is screaming to take A&M. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to take Florida minus six-and-a-half. Um, Kellen is like a souped-up Bo Nix, in my opinion. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm being being completely honest. I, I, I honestly, if this game, if I could get to where Kellen Mond could hear my voice, then I would hammer Florida because, I mean, we You're saw in his head last year. Yeah, we saw firsthand what happened whenever I was able to verbally get some words to Kellen Mond. I actually found that video on my phone the other day. Um, looked him right in his eyes, told him he'll never be as good as Johnny Manziel was, and then I told. Uh, Rodgers, number 13, that he'll never be Mike Evans. Completely got in their head. Told him he was throwing three interceptions. Looked him square in the face, said you're throwing three interceptions tonight, and he did. So one of my finer moments on the podcast last year and then in person on the field. So almost got removed from the sideline uh, at the LSU game. But so I yeah, I can't go I can't go with Kalamon. I know they just played Bama, and he actually – I mean, he threw the ball kind of decent. He did. He did do good. I don't think you give Kalamon enough credit. Yeah, well, you give Bo Nix too much credit. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so which side of this are you on? Are you taking it? I have it written down here, but For Florida. look, I'm be honest with everybody. This one, like, is probably the most the, – the, the bet that I'm most uncomfortable with. No, yeah, I don't feel great about it. This isn't my lock of the week by any stretch and it's of the imagination. What you've mentioned it. The thing that worries me about Florida, although their defense held South Carolina to six of seventeen on third down, five of six on fourth down. You know, yeah, so but, they, but but A and M's not pick. They probably they got into a lot of short yardage situations. A and M's not picking up five of six on fourth down. It's not going to happen. I don't think so, but I do think that they're going to be able to convert on their third downs. And to me, uh. I do think that there could be some points scored in this one, so I could be switching my bet right now. Okay, well, do you think A&M's going to win? I think Florida's defense, look, you said it, they're not that good. They struggled against the opener. A&M's and, and the defense opener. isn't good either, though. Yeah, but they they have looked good other than they've given up a lot of – they've given up big plays, yeah, especially to Alabama last week, and it's they, hard to cover the cover those receivers. Their defense looked good against Vanderbilt, though. Yeah, I mean – but that's the only two games you have to go off of. And then why it's couldn't one of the why best offenses in the? Why couldn't A and M score on Vanderbilt? 
Well, they they fumbled three times. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, but I mean, it's like one no, of those yeah, things that, that don't happen every, happen week? every no, game. Probably not. But the way I look at it is, who's the better quarterback in this game, Kyle Trask? Yeah, yeah I think so. Best but best weapon on the field is going to be Kyle Pitts, and then best receiver. I mean, I think. Tony's a better receiver than anybody's A and M has. Yeah, probably so. So I just just sheer weapons alone. The way I look at it is, I don't think A and M wins. If they were to cover this game, I'll roll the dice on hoping that the way like the possessions fall, that Florida gets a possession to go up eleven points or something like that, and then it comes down to you just got to stop them from doing a, from backdoor covering. Like, but I could see them blowing A and M out of the water, and then Jimbo's on the hot seat. <laughs> Jimbo, yeah. Jimbo should be on the hot seat Look I, I think this Florida team's really special Especially what they're able to do on offense But um, Take it I in. get a little bit worried about when they like run them screens and shit Like if they get too screen oriented Especially with the wide receiver screen If A&M can key on that and stop that What happens to their offense If they're able to open things up downfield But um. I'm not thinking about taking A&M. I have Florida written down right here, but the thing I'm going to add is I'm going to go with Florida minus six and a half, but I'm really worried about that. I'm, I like the over here, over 57 and a half for this game. You like the over? Yeah. No, yeah, that's probably a good bet, to be honest. Um, Florida can't stop a fucking nosebleed. But So if I had to bet this game, I would do the over. Okay. So you're not taking the spread? No, I'll take it too. <laughs> okay. Then fuck it. I'll take the over as well. Why not? I, I said I was going big this week. I think for a, I think A&M is going to have a chance. You know, a, a touchdown game, you still have a chance, especially if you have the ball against a Florida's defense that just hasn't played as good as they've hoped to play this year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they were saying the same shit about LSU last year, and this, that's the thing. This Florida team reminds me – a lot about LSU's team last year. Offensively, yes. Yeah, and defensively because LSU's theory, defense yeah. struggled early yeah. in the year, and there was a lot of people saying there's no way they can win the national championship no, and, with and, that defense. And what I wrote down was they improved last week, although on fourth down they gave up way too many fourth down conversions, um, which does not happen uh, every week. But I do think Todd Grantham's defense is going to continue to get better. That's what I put. Todd Grantham's defense will keep improving week in and week out. Yeah. So, um, no, yeah, I think Florida is – a, definitely a team to to watch out for, and I just feel like in a game where if it's a shootout, Kellen Mond's going to miss more throws than Kyle Trask will, like more drive killing throws. You know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of like Bo Nix would, guy in the flat, he's going to throw it at his feet when he would oh he would have ran for twelve yards. So yeah, I'm taking Florida with the points, uh, and I'll take the over too. So we're both in agreement there. Justin, are you on this game? Um. Yeah, I feel like every year Florida and Georgia are kind of always overhyped, but I feel like this game will really tell if this Florida team's legit or not. Yeah, I agree. And I don't like A&M coming off of playing Bama. so Yeah, they just got the shit kicked out of them. I really like Florida, minus six and a half. Okay. So All right. that is who I'm taking. All right, we have a consensus. Um all right, another one I have. It's another uh, college basketball matchup. Duke at Syracuse. Syracuse is two-and-a-half-point underdogs, believe it or not. Duke is 0-4 on the year. Look, I don't have too, ma- too many stats to give you. Um, I'm big on Duke. 
I, I like – I was big on Duke last year. I like Coach Cutcliffe a lot. Uh, they're off to an atrocious 0-4 start, and I do not think that they go 0-5. I just don't. Syracuse just beat up on a Georgia Tech team that is overrated. Not even overrated. They're pretty much – they're rated exactly where they need to be. They suck. Um, I think Coach Cutcliffe is going to get his first one of the season. Don't see him going 0-5. Uh, last year, uh, believe it or not, Syracuse won this game 49-6. Kicked the dog shit out of them. Um, I, I, Duke's going to remember that. I think they're going to come out and they're going to have – it's hard to it's hard to rise to the occasion when you're 0 4 and find something to go out and play for. But after you got just shit on like that against a rival school, albeit it's a rivalry in basketball, um, any team that beats you that bad, you're going to want to come out and not allow that to happen again. So I think Coach Cutcliffe's going to get his first win of the year. Um, so I'm taking Duke minus two and a half. What do y'all think about that? Yeah, I'm not on it. Wouldn't expect you to be because I just. I don't know. Duke's a little bit worries me a little bit, but minus two and a half. Syracuse isn't that good. They have more experience at quarterback. Uh, fucking Bryce out of Clemson. I don't know how that dude ever got recruited to Clemson. I'll tell you that. Don't no idea. Um, I stand by. I, I think I'm more accurate than he is too. He's got like two touchdowns and like seven picks. So very bad. Um, but this game is on the road in the Carrier Dome. But I'm rolling with I'm rolling with the Pirate. So. We'll see what happens, but all right. Who's next? Who's got another one? Um, I got Clemson Miami over sixty three and a half. Interesting. A lot of overs this week. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was definitely looking at that. I don't think I'm going to touch the over under, but I do think I'm going to take Clemson with the points. Miami's good. Me and Nick were talking about this. Miami is good. Miami surprised me. Um, I took him against Louisville. A lot of people were on Louisville, so uh, I like Derek King. Derek King. He's not the best player on the field. He's the best athlete on the field, probably, but he's not better than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, or um, better than ETN. That's true. ETN's a stud, too. Um, but I will say, what's his name? Cameron um, for Miami. Johnson. They got a good run game. They got a decent defense. Um, but, I mean, you said you think you feel like Miami relies on the big play a little too much, and you're probably not going to get the big play with Clemson. Um they're not going to get beat deep. They're going to be sound in their uh, technique and all of that. So they're definitely the better coach team, obviously. So it's hard to not go with Clemson. But when the spread was down to 14 last I saw, um, I think that's where it's still at. I locked a few of these. Yeah, that's in. where it's at. So, yeah, I mean, win by two touchdowns and you push. So anything over, you win. If it was over 14, I would be a little bit more hesitant. And originally it was, but this line's come down a little bit. So um, I feel comfortable going with Clemson with the points there. Are you on it as well? Yeah, I'm on it, and it's things why. Look, Miami has good college players, right? Mm -hmm. Clemson, on the other hand, has players that are going to be good in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. And that's the reason why. Look, you the Clemson Tigers are the best team in the country right now, and there's no way around it. So I think Miami, look, although they took a step forward this year, um. It's just going to be hard for them to really compete with Clemson at all, in my opinion. Derrick King is going to have to be really special for this not to be a blowout. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think I agree. He's going to have to, um, I mean, be doing shit that he was doing at my at uh, Houston against much lesser competition. I mean, running all over the field, making people miss, getting scoring touchdowns on the ground as well as through the air, which, I mean, he's just – I don't. He's never played anybody this caliber, never. So 
I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, but I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable taking the points there. Um, yeah, I'll probably take the points too. <laughs> me. I could see this game being like a forty-two to ten. Just a just Clemson. a yeah, drug drug them through the mud yeah. type of game. Um, I don't see Miami being able to score many points. I'm be honest. No, me neither. Because Derek King doesn't have the accuracy needed. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of no, three and outs. It's gonna be tight coverage. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough for Miami to move the ball. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, Miami's defense. I hear people say they think it's good. I don't. Um, this is a defense that allowed Louisville to score over thirty points. Yep. Um, Louisville didn't score over thirty points against uh, their other ACC competition. Mm-hmm. So. To me, you got to go with Clemson here. It could be the the bet I'm most comfortable with, although I'm a little bit confused about that right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, uh, next one I got Florida State at Notre Dame. This is gonna be this is going to be my big easy bet of the week. Notre Dame minus twenty one. Florida State's a dumpster fire. They're terrible. Uh, they sat down. Um, uh, whoever their damn James Blackman, they they sat him down. He's not the quarterback anymore. They played two guys last week. Uh, Tate Roadmaker came in, went eight for twelve, and threw a pick six. And then Jordan Travis, third string guy, went twelve of seventeen, two hundred and ten yards and a touchdown. So he's probably feeling good, got some confidence. But then when you look and realize that they played the Jacksonville State Gamecocks in their first game, uh, they were down twenty-one to seven at one point in the first half. Ended up making a big push. Second half, they outscored them twenty-seven to three. Jacksonville State should have been I honestly, I swear to God, I think Florida State was thirty five point favorites, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was something yeah. I think they were thirty five point favorites and at one point we're down twenty one to seven. Uh so Notre Dame is off of their COVID break. Um I mean, I told myself if this was three scores or less, then I'm taking the Irish hundred percent. So uh in their last six games, Florida State is um oh and six against the spread. And in their last seven games, Notre Dame is six and one. So going going back to the well again. There's been a few teams this year that I've been trying to ride every week, and uh, Notre Dame is one of them. So I'm taking them minus twenty one. What do you I think? I looked this, at this game, and I do like it. I agree with you. I just think Notre Dame is head and shoulders better than Florida State all across the board. It's it's a home game. Um, I mean, there's quarterback controversy. And with Florida State, obviously they put in Tate Roadmaker. He came in, threw a pick six, and they said, all right, get the fuck out. And then they put in the third-string guy who clearly wasn't the starter for a reason. So he's about to get exposed against a very good Notre Dame team. Ian Book's playing great. The tight end's going to have a great game. Um, And then they're going to run the ball all over Florida State. So that's who uh, I'm rolling with. Yeah, they'll probably have success running the ball. The thing that worries me here is Notre Dame's been off for the past couple weeks. Uh, their game getting postponed, and then I think they had an off week. So you got to be a little bit worried about their conditioning if it took a step back not playing. But I don't know. That's just a small if, you know. I think Florida State's terrible. No, I do too. Um, But, I mean, 21 points is is a good bit of points, but, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm rolling with it. Um, I take it you're not? No. All right. Give me another one then. I got all mine in. That's it? Yeah. You got any more, Justin? I have one more. It's my big easy bet. All right. UTSA. Uh-oh. Plus 35, four and a half against BYU. You taking the Roadrunners? Roadrunners. 
The three and O Roadrunners. BYU's been kicking the dog shit out of people. BYU looks like the best team in football. They do. Those linebackers, they're running all over everybody. I mean, stand by, stand by your pick. All right. No, I'm standing. <laughs> I took the over for him last week at 61. The Roadrunners. All right. We shall see. Nick, you said you you said you got all yours in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my last one. Um, actually, I, I, I'll hear what y'all think about this because I thought about it and then I pulled it off. But so LSU, 20 and a half point favorites. It's supposed to be a home game, but it's looking like it could potentially get moved with the storm. It has been moved to Missouri. It did? Okay. Yeah. Um, so now it's a road game, which really, that doesn't fucking matter to me all that much. Um, uh, the Missouri defense is trash, giving up 36 points a game while only scoring 15. Their quarterback uh, hasn't thrown a single passing touchdown this year. So that's not good. If you're a quarterback and you can't throw a touchdown, that's not a recipe for success. Good luck with Derek Stingley. Um so I'm, I'm leaning LSU with the points. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Vanderbilt's got a better defense than Missouri. Yeah, maybe so. so I mean. I think Brennan's going to have confidence now. Um, he got the jitters out of the way. He was throwing some some pretty balls to Terrence Marshall. Um, one questionable throw that resulted in an interception. But if we can minimize those, I mean, we have so many weapons. If Emory's running the way he's running – Missouri's not going to have anybody that can guard Eric Gilbert. Um, and then our defense. Our defense is good. That D-line is fucking good. Um, and then I like our linebacking core is really good. Uh, all across the board, our defense is good. So uh, I would say the biggest question mark is probably at safety. Because, um, I mean, we know what we have at corner in Stingley. Yeah. We got edge rushers. Um, and we got interior rushers. So And then I, I really like Jabril Cox at linebacker. So, I think our defense is going to be really good. I, it'll be tough for them to score. It'll feel, um, it'll feel just like, just like Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? And the same same spread. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do it. I'm taking the Tigers twenty and a half. It's it's at tw- twenty right now. I actually I'm pre- oh is it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure now that I think about it. Um, I think I already bet it. Verify that right now. Um, I did twenty and a half. Locked it in. Um, you don't. You didn't like this one. No, I did. But um, like I think Vanderbilt has a better defense than Missouri. Is it? Is there? Is it changing the the game's location? Changing does that change anything about the outcome of this? You know. I mean, it could potentially, but not that much, in my opinion. So I mean, they've got it in. It's only Tuesday. So they they already know that they're changing location, so they they'll be up there probably a couple of days early. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's probably a good bet taking LSU. I think a lot of people still don't think LSU's much of a contender in the SEC. I'd beg to differ. They're only improving, and Miles Brennan's only going to continue to improve. The defense uh, was caught off guard there in the first game, had some injuries in the secondary, and had a lot of inexperienced players playing against a team that throws a ball every play. And in last week's game that everybody looked good in my opinion and then we're getting one of our key players back. What's his name? Logan, I think is his last name. Defensive end. Oh, the D tackle. Yeah. 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 Defensive tackle, defensive end type player. Yeah. Uh he has green dreadlocks. Yes. He won't yes. miss him, but uh <laughs> he was 
suspended for the first two games for an unknown reason, but he's been reinstated, so that's big. So the D-line's um, only getting stronger. Yeah, and, and they looked good last week, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll hop on this one, too. LSU minus 20 yep. is what I got to that right now. Okay. All right, I like it. Um, All right, I mean, we'll recap college real quick. Justin, you said that was all for you, right? Yep. All right, so to recap mine, I am taking um, Louisville on Friday, minus 4.5. On Saturday, I'm taking Florida, minus 6.5. Duke, minus 2.5. Georgia, minus 12. Clemson, minus 14. My big easy bet of the week is Notre Dame, minus 21. I'm taking Oklahoma, minus 2, and I'm taking the over. Uh, what was it at? 72. It was 72. Um, I'm taking the over in that game as well. And then I'm going to take LSU minus 20 and a half. Wasn't there another over-under that I said I would hop on? I'm not sure. What was the one that you liked? Florida. Did you mention that one? Yeah. I'll take the over in that one too. Over 57 and a half. Yes. Which, I mean, look, that game scares me. Be honest with you. The spread or just the over? Everything. Okay. Well, too late. I'm on <laughs> Florida and I'm on the over. I mean, I'm gonna be on. I'm on the same thing, but I'm just, I'm letting like, it's definitely a little bit of a gamble to me because there's a little bit unknown about A and M. Yeah, well, the games that I felt good about don't go my way. Yeah, so I need games that I don't feel good. And about. college is weird this year. So. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, COVID's playing a big factor and a lot of weird shit happening. Look, I'm going with Louisville minus four and a half. I'm going with Coastal Carolina plus seven. Am I stupid enough to do it? I'm going to make it my big easy bet. Look, Louisiana screwed me every which way. You can look at it when I'm a, when I'm with them, when I'm against them. There's no way I'm wrong again. There's no, there's no way. <laughs> I'm going with Oklahoma minus two, Florida minus six and a half. In the Florida A&M game, I'm going with the over 57 and a half against better judgment. And then I'm going with Clemson, minus 14, which this one should probably be my big easy bet, but I'm going with Coastal Carolina. All righty. Uh, Justin, give me, recap yours for me. I got Coastal Carolina over UL at 50 and a half. Then Florida, minus 6 and a half. Oklahoma, minus 2. Clemson and Miami over at 63 and a half. And I'm taking Clemson, minus 14. My big easy bet is UTSA plus thirty four and a half. I'll I'll be watching that one closely because I told Nick that I almost was like I'll take BYU with the points, but it was too many points. I couldn't do it. But BYU's just they are good. Everybody they are, really they are good. good. A lot better teams than UTSA. They smashed. Yes, they've been shit canning people, and I don't know. But I, I'm I'll I like. But I have been look. What I've noticed this year is like them big. Those big spreads like that. They take their foot off the gas. Yeah, they yes. haven't been covering a lot. I've gotten fucked on that three times this year. So, no, I mean, that might, honestly, that might, that's why I stayed away. It's because I've gotten screwed on it so many times that I was like, I can't take another big spread like that. So, it might be, it might be a good pick. So, we shall see. But, I don't know. It is a lot of points. Um, all right. That'll wrap up college picks. We're going to move on to the NFL real quick. Thursday night, we have the Buccaneers. Who are the, who are the Bucks taking? Five and a half points versus who? The Bears. The Bears, right. Nick Foles um, just lost to the Colts, 19-11. to 11. Um, I really don't like very many NFL games this week. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I, I could potentially add some later in the week. If I do, I'll put it out on the Twitter page, and then I'll add it to my card. But Thursday night, I'm going to take the Buccaneers, minus 5.5, even with the injuries. Um, I, I just can't bring myself to take the Bears. I can't. The Buccaneers' defense is pretty damn good, i got to say. Really good linebackers. Um, 
They've been forcing some turnovers. Uh, decent D-line. So I'm going to take the Buccaneers here, minus five and a half. I'm also on the Bucks, minus I, five and a half. I, I, I would be interested it's four to four and a half. Is it four and a half? I had yeah. four and a half earlier. Oh, okay. Four and a half then. My bad. Um, I would be interested to hear somebody who likes the Bears and hear them make their pitch on why they like the Bears. It can only be because of the injuries. Buccaneers having injuries. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, and I just, I mean, I don't know. Is it just Godwin and well, Fournette? Fournette? Fournette's out. Godwin's out. Uh, O.J. Howard, I think he tore something. He's out. Um, Could be an Achilles injury. Yeah, Gronkowski's out. Um, I mean, they don't have Cameron Brait anymore, do they? Yeah, they do. Oh, they do? Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, He's good. Why is Gronk playing over Cameron Brait? I don't know. I I saw something that was like Cameron Bray. I mean Gronkowski's g- gonna get more involved in the offense. Yeah, right. And I, I don't know. <laughs> we we'll see. But um, I take it you're on the Buccaneers as well, then. Yeah, I'm on the Buccaneers. Uh, I just think the Bears. They were fortunate to win their first three games, right? Yeah. And they lost last week. Um, I was on them last week. I thought that. Nick Foles is going to be able to do enough against Phillip Rivers, who really doesn't have a lot in him, in my opinion. But And we'll get to that. But, yeah, I'm going to the with the Bucks just because I think when it comes down to it and there's pressure put on Foles, uh, there's not enough playmakers. Really, there's Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he is very good, one of the better receivers, more underrated receivers in the league, in my opinion. But... Uh, other than that, it's like a lot of guys that aren't too um, reliable. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the <laughs> Buccaneers here. All right, yeah, we're all in agreement. Another consensus. Uh, what were you saying, Justin? Uh, I was just gonna say I was gonna take the Bucks regardless that it was Thursday night because I know pick every Thursday game. Yeah, but this game does scare me. Yeah, I don't know why, but no, yeah, it it, it's one of those. Some you can always tell when a game has a fishy to it but um yeah, this is definitely one of them uh the buccaneers were struggling with the chargers last week and then justin herbert's good at blowing leads so um they ended up coming back and winning the game but all right let's talk about this browns game because initially i have the browns written down but indiana's one or indianapolis is uh one and a half point favorites yeah are the browns potentially about to go four and one when's the last time the browns went four and one i feel like i probably wasn't even alive I, I'm leaning Browns. I am. They run the ball very well, but the Colts have a good defense. The Colts have a really good Good defense. run defense, only allowing 77 rushing yards a game. Like, I'm tempted to I'm tempted to sway over to the Colts the more yeah, I, I really don't, think about it. Yeah. I wouldn't do I it. I might wipe it off. My, I might wipe it off. When, I, when I'm on one side and I think about betting another, I just don't bite it. Yeah, I'm about to wipe. Yeah, I am. Because, dude... Baker's burned me so many times. That's the thing you got to worry about here is if it's going to come down to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And then it's also, I think, I think the Colts will have a little bit more success running the football than the Browns may have. You know, Nick, Nick Chubb's Chubb out. Nick out hurts, but definitely. Kareem Hunt is certainly capable of running the ball good. Um, To me, this one is a bit of a gamble, probably just as much as of a gamble as this Bucks game, in my opinion. But, um. I'm going to go with the Browns just because I think that if they can 
scoring big plays like they did against the Cowboys, I don't think that the Colts' offense can do that as well. Mm-hmm. I think that Phillip Rivers' <clears throat> arm strength just isn't as good as it once was. It was never, to me, like a super strong arm like as far as like downfield no, he, throws. Yeah, he's, not deep. A gun, he's not a gunslinger by yeah. any means. But, um, yeah, that's why I'm going with DeBron. But I do think it's a gamble because it's going to come down. Baker Mayfield is going to have to play well. And he's going to have to do well on third down. He's going to have to find Odell Beckham. Yeah, and no, he's going I'm against not, a good defense. I'm not willing to uh, I'm not willing to roll the dice on that again. So, um, all right, give me one that you're taking then. What's, what's your second pick? My third one? Wait, oh, you're taking the Colts? I'm taking the Browns. Oh, you are? Oh fuck! I thought you were just politic and why you're staying away. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> that's why I'm scared. Well, I'm wiping it off the board then. Oh, yeah, I've, okay. Give me a third one then. I completely. I thought that you were just making a case. I think that the Browns have the big playability to where the the Colts have that less, and I think that the Browns secondary has played a little bit. That Colt, that Colt defense I, just scares me, though. It does. Yeah, it does. But Baker Mayfield makes some dumbass fucking decisions, and if they're able to stop the run and get him in third and six, third and third and six to third and eight, and he's got to like he's got to com- complete a good. The throw. big thing here is like the the Colts haven't played a good run rush offense yet. Really, look, yeah. you look at who the Colts have played. They haven't played. Really good teams at all, other than the Bears are the only team I think that have a winning record that yeah. they've played. No, that's a good point, but so I think their defensive stats are a little bit inflated as far as they look better than they actually are. Even though I do think they are a really good defense, but Darius Leonard's really good at linebacker. Yeah, so uh, it's a dangerous bet, but um, I do think the Browns are capable of winning this football game. I know the Browns could potentially be four and one. I mean, Baker's looked pretty good lately. He's looked okay, yeah. Um, it's going to come down to who plays better out of him and Phillip Rivers. I yeah. That determines. Yeah, and I don't love Phillip Rivers. Yeah. At all. Um, whatsoever. So I've been on record saying that many times. I think um, the Browns may be able to run the football a little bit better than people are expecting. No, yeah, Kareem Hunt's really good. Don't get and me wrong, but I really I like the one. In. I like the one-two punch of Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The change of pace, even though they're both similar styles running, I guess. Uh, I feel like Hunt's a little bit more of that scat back, um, but I mean he can lower his shoulder too. So I don't know. I'm gonna stay away from it, but I did have it written down on my paper. But that's one of those just you see the line and you're like, ooh, you're like, I'll take that. But I don't know. I'm gonna stay away. It was at two and a half. Yeah. Um, one that I am going to take, it's going to be my big easy bet. Uh, I actually overlooked it, but it's my big easy bet, 100%. Uh, I'm taking the Texans, minus six, over the Jaguars. Bill O'Brien's gone. Deshaun Watson's got to get rolling. Um, I think the Texans really start clicking this week. The I Jag- hope. The Jaguars suck. That yeah. they can turn it around. Yeah, I bet you do. You bet them to win everything. So... <laughs> Uh, off to an zero and four start, not good, but yeah, no, I'm taking the Texans minus six. Jaguars are bad. Minshew um, is trying to play conservative with the ball, just not throw interceptions. That's not going to get it done. Um, yeah, are either one of y'all on this? I am not, but I like it a lot. I feel like the Texans are due. Yeah, Bill O'Brien's gone. It's going to be all over ESPN. Oh, Texans win. I bet on the Texans last week. Mm-hmm. I bet close to every week. I think with them. Yeah, well, 
I haven't. Hasn't bet, I, haven't I haven't bet them once. Actually, I might have bet them first week. I mean, I just wonder what's gonna like. How much is gonna change with O'Brien being gone? You know, Romeo Cornell might have the secret sauce. He to, might uh, get this get this team clicking. But Deshaun Watson's too good. He's too good. No, of a and he did play really good. Yeah, but you know, it's like hard because he's always pressured. Yeah, hundred percent. Their offensive line. I think terrible. they need. To, they still need to try to run it a little bit more. They have. They're having success running it, mm-hmm. but. I know it's hard because situational football calls for certain things to be done, and a lot of times you just can't. You might look like you're running it good, but in certain situations you're you're at third and five, third and six. You can't run a ball, then you got to throw it. Yeah. Uh, next one I have is Cowboys minus nine and a half. It's must win time for the Cowboys. Must win. Giants are terrible. They hung in there with the Rams because Jared Goff. Dak Prescott's better than Jared Goff. That offense is better than the Rams' offense, in my opinion. But head and shoulders better, to be honest. Arguably best running back in the league. Second best behind Kamara. Um, two really good wide receivers. Really three really good wide receivers. Um, and I like Schultz at tight end. I think that they're going to put up a ton of points. I don't think that the Giants are going to be able to keep up. Uh, the 9.5, I like. If it was over 10, I'd probably hesitate a little bit. But I'm going to take Dallas with the points. What you got, Justin? Give me another one. Uh, got Raiders plus 13. Really? That's an interesting really? one. That is an interesting one. It is. Um, the Chiefs. So you saw the Chiefs struggle? On yeah. It was last night. Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. night. Everybody needs to go Against a good defense, hand, though, let's be honest. Yeah. Patriots have a really good secondary. Yeah. Um. I don't know that I believe in the Raiders. I'm not gonna lie. I bet on the Raiders last week. <laughs> bet on That's a lot why of I'm fucking gone broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that I believe in them. I don't know. Uh, Chiefs defense looked pretty damn good. I mean, I I, yeah, I know yeah. it was against backup quarterbacks, but still, they look good. Um, and I just no Chiefs defense is good. It's one of those sneaky defenses, like uh, 2009 Saints defense yeah. where they get turnovers, they pressure the yeah. passer. Yeah. It's like that type of defense. Yeah. Um, the narrative today on ESPN, the headlines were, is it time to worry about the chiefs offense? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it is not. So, um, I mean, it is a lot of points. I think the average NFL games decided by less than four points. So, um, it's a widespread for sure, but I can't take it. I don't think I can. Are you? No. <laughs> that offense. I is can't just, bet against the Chiefs. Yeah. No. I told not. myself I'll never bet against the Chiefs again. I don't. I couldn't ever see myself doing it. But this one, this I don't one, love it. This one spoke I, to. I sure you. should don't love it, but. <laughs> uh, I mean, it. yeah, you got to roll with it. Um, all right, Nick. Give me. Did you give me your third pick already? Yeah, hey, I only have one more. It's Sunday night football. Sunday night football. You got the Vikings and the Seahawks. Yep. Seahawks are seven-point favorites, and I'm going with the Vikings plus really? seven. Look, the Vikings have really gotten their offense going really? in the past two games, I believe. <laughs> they found out who jo- Justin Jefferson was. They did. And he's one of – look, from what I've seen the past two games, he's the best r- rookie wide receiver in this class. Yeah. Would y'all disagree? Uh, CeeDee Lamb's pretty good. I like Jerry a lot. CeeDee Lamb's doing pretty good. He's damn good, good, but look, let's look – like Jefferson, Produ- I'm not saying he's necessarily better, but production-wise, I don't think anybody's doing more than Ceedee Lamb right now. And I, I said Ceedee Lamb was going to be the worst receiver of the bunch. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was going to be good, but to me, Jefferson's just the most complete player as far as <clears throat> ball skills are, are concerned. Uh, 
run after the catch, even though oh, yeah, he Lamb definitely made fills, his living he doing fills, that in Oklahoma. He definitely fills the Stephon Diggs role perfectly. Oh, yeah. So, And I think that they were missing that in the first few games, and that's why they struggled. Uh, Dalvin Cook's gotten it going the past week. I think that they're going to be able to take advantage of a Seahawks defense that's hobbled without Jamal Adams. To be honest, dude, I'll I'll piggyback that with you. To be honest, yeah, this is on a, a this is my a big good, easy. Bet. It's a good bet. It is. Um, it is a good bet. And I hate betting against Russell Wilson. I fucking hate it. But I mean, yeah, no, you make some good points. And is Jamal Adams out? I'm pretty sure they're saying he can't run. I looked it up. They said he still can't run. Okay, well, let me say this: If Jamal Adams is playing, I'm not taking it. If Jamal Adams is out, I'll take it. Jamal Adams is that good. That dude is a fucking beast. He's the best safety. In yeah, football. no, he is definitely. I've uh, watched almost every. I uh, probably I've watched probably, with the exception of last week, I've watched every Seahawks game this year. And Jamal Adams is incredible. It's um, growing, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I'm pretty sure he's not gonna play. Yeah, then I'll like take ninety five percent sure. I'll take it then. Um, let's see, what else you got, Justin? You got another one? Yeah, I got my big easy bet. Uh, Cardinals minus seven. I also don't. I don't love this pick either. Oh, everybody, <laughs> Kingsbury was a fraud. Yeah, I honestly, I, I'm doing a, um, uh, I'm doing a, a weekly bet with a friend of mine, um, like, on the side. And uh, I let he sends me who he likes, and then I pick out of that. And he liked the Cardinals. I said I'll take the Panthers. I said the Panthers are going to win this week, and uh, obviously they did. I I don't believe in the Cardinals, but the Jets fucking suck. So, well, the Cardinals don't know how to run the ball. Yeah, and this is the NFL. Yep, got to run. So yeah, no, Kingsbury loves to fucking throw the ball. It's not that they can't necessarily run; it's just that they don't trot really. Yeah. Like, make it an emphasis of trying to run a football. Yeah. But, no, yeah, I mean. Their leading rusher is um, their quarterback. Let's just say I, I would never, I would never in a million years take the Jets in this game. So, and, yeah, you're correct. Kyler Murray is the leading rusher with 265 yards and four touchdowns. Um, And, like I said, I don't like when teams do that. I don't, I don't, I don't love whenever the quarterback's the leading rusher. Unless I think it's Kenyon Lamar Drake, though, is like. Any game away now from prime for a break having because he hasn't yeah, done much. Yeah, yeah, and he and he's you can tell he's getting a little bit frustrated because they're handing him the ball, not at the goal line but like inside the ten yard line. But I don't know. They just they're not establishing the run, and it's allow. And when they turn the ball over, it's allowing teams to really be able to kind of dominate. Yeah, and control the game. Um, my last pick Monday Night Football. Going back to the well. Saints seven and a half. I'll take the half point over the over the seven. Um, I, I think one thing that is proven is that the Saints don't lose in October. And another thing that is proven is unless you're RG three, a rookie quarterback doesn't come into the dome and get a win. So um, I, I think Herbert's going to struggle. We're getting healthier. We're getting. We better get Marshawn Lattimore back. Even if we don't, I'm still taking the Saints. So. Uh, if Marcus Davenport doesn't come back this game, then just fucking cut him off the team. I'm tired of I'm tired of that experiment as well. Um, as long as Taysom Hill doesn't line up under center, then we'll win this game by 21 points. So I think it, we're getting to the point to where we're going to start making. Yeah, he fumbled again. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, fumbled the snap. Yeah. Oh, that helped us out a lot, though, didn't it? Dude kicked it like twenty no, yards. No, no, no. You're down. thinking you're thinking when uh Josh Hill fumbled. Trey yeah. Smith oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Traquan Smith went and dove on it. Um 
But yeah, no, Taysom Hill dropped another one. I'm so tired of Taysom Hill being in the game um under in the position of playing quarterback where he's got to make a decision on what to do with the ball. Should I hand it off? Should I keep it? Should I throw they it? They did no. run one play where it was like quarterback power. Yeah. Hike it to yeah, the, straight to him and let him run. No fakes, no nothing. That's what the only and reason I think they yeah, should put him there for. and that's what for. I'm saying. Do, if you want to line him up under center to do that, but that way he doesn't have to make a decision. All he's got to decide is which fucking way am I running, not mm-hmm. should I run it or should I give it. I don't want him deciding where the ball goes. I want him either getting the ball thrown to him and then go or just – Catch the snap and go. No fucking... We, we pay Drew Brees too much money because he's too good at making decisions to allow Taysom Hill to come in and fuck up the flow of the game. We'll pick up a big play. We'll get down into the red zone, or it'll be like third and four, and then we're like, oh, let's bring Taysom in. Mm-hmm. No, let's pick up the fucking third down before we do anything else. So I, I was fired up last week. I was fired up when Taysom Hill came in and fucking dropped the ball. Um, but nonetheless, I'm going to take the Saints with the points. Um Saints get clicking in October. We go on a roll. So, and I think luckily, we might have five October games this year. So, and we but, play good Monday night. Not, I mean, it, it, typically, yes, Raiders other game, than the Raiders. But, but yeah, typically primetime games we do play well. Um, this year we are not off to a good primetime start if you count uh, Packers as well. But we're due for a big primetime win. Uh, really put the league on notice that. I mean, we are one of the front runners in this league. We are two and two now. We're going to get a lot healthier, and I think we're going to put uh, a hurting on uh, the Chargers. Did Austin Eckler play last week? He got injured last week. That's what it was. Yeah, he got hurt. So they're right? going to be running with Josh Jackson. Yeah, and good luck. Uh, and Josh Kelly. Kelly. Kelly will pop the ball. Uh, Demario Davis will force a fumble on yeah, Josh Kelly. I want it. Bold okay. prediction. Um, I think we're going to fuck him up. It. To be honest, if there were some dark days after going zero and two, um, or going one and three. But I'm or fuck whatever we did one and two. Yeah. Now we're two and two. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. I was never off the wagon. If anything, I was saying let's pump the brakes. We're gonna be okay. But deep down, I was freaking out. Uh, but I feel good now. So you're not taking the Saints this week? No. Really? No. All right. Good. Not let Monday night get me in the ass again. <laughs> good. We don't want you on it. Um. All right. To recap my picks, I have. Wait. Do you have any more? Nope, that's do you, it. Do you have you? You don't have any more either. No. Nope. Right? Okay. Recap mine. Buccaneers minus four and a half. Saints minus seven and a half. Cowboys minus nine and a half. Texans minus six. That's my big easy bet of the week. And I'm taking Vikings minus seven on Sunday night. Nick, give me your three. Going with Bucks minus four and a half. I'm taking the Browns plus one and a half. And then I'm going with the Vikings plus seven on Sunday night football is my big easy bet. All right, Justin, give me yours. You got the Bucks minus four and a half. Raiders plus thirteen. Saints minus seven and a half, and big easy bet Cardinals minus seven. I'll be keeping an eye on that Raiders pick and your uh, your Roadrunners pick. I definitely want to see the outcome of those. And if you're you might be on to something, but all right, that'll wrap up the NFL portion. Uh, episode fifty seven of Big Easy Bets brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Go check out the website tngsportsnetwork.com. Uh, again, brought to you by Vigit, the social network for sports bettors. Uh, go use the promo code Big Easy Bets. You get a free thousand Vig coins right off the bat. You can follow the podcast page. You can see who we're taking. You can uh, whatever interact with us. All that whole nine yards. Uh, we're on there. Uh, Nick's even got his own page. So. But I suck. Yeah, but Nick's not doing so hot. Neither, or really, none of us are. We've been doing every, like, I hate, I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, look, <laughs> when I put a bet on Vigit or I put a bet anywhere else in the, in the uh, space that doesn't exist, I'm going to lose it. All right, well, that turns around this week. I'm feeling good. Uh, all coming off of a one and six college week, we're turning around right now. So uh, 
that'll do it. You got anything to say before we go? Adios, my friends. You got anything to say before we go? Nope. All right, episode 57. Y'all have a good one. Who that? We do.